1: Welcome to Turning Point. In the Bible, angels were rarely seen and were often met with fear. Now they're seen in movies, TV, and every online and print format. Dr. David Jeremiah calls it Angel Mania. And today he begins the series Angels to help you separate fact from fiction and improve your angel IQ. Listen as David introduces the first message in his series, Angel Mania and the Bible.
0: Welcome to Turning Point. I'm David Jeremiah. You know, when I begin to teach on angels, there's a a picture that comes to my mind. Uh, I was preaching on this some years ago, and a lady asked me if I would like to see uh, her collection of angels. And Don and I went to her home, and I never have seen so many angels in my life. Everything in the house was—the walls were papered with angels. The curtains were angels. Everything in the house was angels. And, and the interesting thing was, as we began to talk to this woman, it was quite apparent that she had no concept of what a biblical doctrine of angels would look like. They were just cute little creatures, and she loved them, and she collected them. And I'm sure she represents a lot of people, maybe you. And so we're going to take some time during this summer month of July And we're going to talk about what the Bible tells us about angels. And if you don't think the Bible tells us anything, let me give you this information. Angels are mentioned 108 times in the Old Testament and 165 times in the New Testament. That by itself is enough evidence for us to undertake this study and that we are going to do. Before we begin today's lesson, let me tell you that our resource for the month of July is the book it's called angels who they are and how they help what the bible reveals uh it's a it's a book that you can have for your very own it's a soft cover book beautifully presented and uh, we'll send it to you it has all this information about angels in it has a beautiful a scriptural index in the back and a subject index uh it will be a great asset for you it's been newly printed and We want you to have your copy of it. So when you send your gift to Turning Point during the month of July, ask for your copy of the book called Angels. Well, here we go with today's lesson, Angel Mania and the Bible. Evangelist Billy Graham reports that when his maternal grandmother died, the room seemed to fill with a heavenly light She sat up in bed and almost laughingly said, I see Jesus. He has his arms outstretched toward me. I see Ben, her husband, who had died some years earlier. And I see the angels, she said. And she slumped over, absent from the body, present with the Lord. The editor of Leadership Magazine, a popular publication among church leaders, speaks of how his young daughter was comatose one night, very near death. A hospital staff worker stopped by the room and witnessed an astonishing sight. Angels were hovering over the girl's bed. By the following morning, the daughter had amazingly revived, and the editor, not prone to sensationalism, does not hesitate to believe that angels had truly visited his girl that night. And the staff worker, as the result of the incredible sight she had seen, renewed her commitment to God. Reverend John G. Patton was a missionary in the New Hebrides Islands. According to his testimony, his mission's headquarters was surrounded by hostile natives one night. They apparently intended to burn the building to the ground and to put John and his wife to death. The Pattons turned to God as their only resource. They threw themselves on his mercy They asked him to deliver them. They prayed throughout the entire night, and when the first rays of the sunlight came the next morning, the Pattons were utterly amazed to see that the natives had all left. About a year later, the chief of the tribe became a Christian. And when Patton asked the chief why the tribe had refrained from burning down the headquarters on that fateful night, the chief surprised him by inquiring, Who were all those men you had With you that night. Patton answered, there were no men there, there was just my wife and myself. The chief then told Patton that he and his warriors had seen hundreds of men standing guard outside the headquarters. All of them had been dressed in shining garments with swords drawn, and those guards completely encircled the headquarters and the tribe dared not attack. It was then, Patton said, that he realized that because of their prayer, God had dispatched the angels to guard him and his wife. Corey Ten Boom tells the story of an event that occurred during the Genius Rebellion in the Congo. Some rebels had advanced on a school where about 200 missionary children lived. They planned to kill both the children and the teachers. In the school, they knew of the danger and they went to prayer. Their only protection was a fence and a couple of soldiers, while the enemy who came closer and closer amounted to several hundred warriors. Incredibly, as soon as the rebels came close by, they suddenly turned around and jolted away. And the exact thing happened the next day and the day after that when the rebels tried to approach the school. As Providence had it, one of the rebels was wounded and was brought to the missionary hospital. As the doctor was dressing his wounds, He asked the rebel, why did you not break into the school as you had planned? And the rebel responded, we could not do it. We saw hundreds of soldiers in white uniforms and we all became scared. Corey later reflected that in Africa, soldiers never wear white uniforms. So she said, it must have been the angels. What a wonderful thing that the Lord can open the eyes of the enemy so that they can see the angels of God. A prominent publishing executive's uncle's wife of 50 years died, and the family was worried about the elderly man's possible depression. And the publishing executive thought he should visit the home and see how he was doing. When he arrived, he found his uncle in the best of spirits. Surprised, he coaxed out of him this explanation. He said, I was in a black hole of despair, and I couldn't sleep nights. And one night I was startled to find my bedroom blaring with light emanating from a human-sized being standing by the foot of my bed. The light radiated from its hands and face and garments, and then I felt the angel communicating to me. It conveyed a message of personal peace, and calmness overwhelmed me. I fell asleep knowing it was going to be all right. The uncle, who was a fervent evangelical believer, has been fine ever since and more convinced about angels than you can believe. Now I have told you these stories, one right after the other, and I have chosen them from hundreds of stories I have read about angel sightings. (laughs) And I almost wish I could take time right now and vote. How many of you believe these stories and how many of you do not? But I won't put you on the spot. I have chosen these stories because they have come from very reputable sources, from people we would not consider to be, someone making something up or prone to see things that are not really true. And these stories began a series that I want to share with you on the subject of angels, and I want to ask some questions. Are there really angels today? Do they intervene in the events of the lives of God's people as these stories seem to indicate? These are the questions that we're going to be dealing with, but I want you to know that we're going to use as our source, not the stories we have heard from people, but what the Word of God teaches us about this subject. The Bible will be our guide. And if this series has anything close to the impact on you that it has already had on me, you are going to open your eyes and your heart to a lot of things you may never thought you believed but will have no choice about, if you really, truly believe what the Word of God teaches. Now, I must confess to you that I didn't just pick this subject because it's time to study angels. I picked it because we are living in a day of angel mania. Never have we ever seen anything like what's going on today in the secular world related to angels. In mid-1994, an ABC network primetime special was entitled Angels the Mysterious Messengers hosted by Patty Duke. Time and Newsweek magazine have carried front page articles on angels in the December 93 issues of both magazines. From January of 1994 until February of 1995, 32 books on angels were released in the secular book market. Many of them have become bestsellers and are still in the bookstores if you visit them. Probably the biggest hit on angels is from the pen of a woman named Sophie Burnham, who wrote a book called A Book of Angels. and It opened the floodgates in 1990, and by early 1994, that book had gone into its 30th printing, and over 556,000 copies had been put into circulation. Hundreds of young and old read the stories in that book and then sat down and wrote their stories back to Sophie Burnham. And she published a sequel called Angel Letters. In a most celebrated play on Broadway, Tony Kushner's Pulitzer Prize winning Angels in America, a divine messenger, an angel ministers to a man with AIDS. Time Magazine reports that 69% of those polled believe in the existence of angels and 46% believe they have their own guardian angel, their own special guardian angel. Through its headquarters in Golden, Colorado, the 1,600 members of the Angel Collectors Club of America exchange information on everything from angel cookie jars and postage stamps to, of course, angel food recipes Across the country, stores and boutiques have opened that sell nothing but angel collectibles. Calendars, perfume, napkin rings, placemats, stationery, postcards, t-shirts, and even angel sunglasses. At Saks Fifth Avenue and Neiman Marcus, angel perfume has come out from a French clothing designer who believes that everyone has a guardian angel and if not, should smell like he has one. All right. Sally Allen's Angels for All Seasons store in Denver, Colorado, opened in September of 1993 and in the first four months did $150,000 worth of business. In many places, people are sending angel collectibles to funerals in lieu of flowers. The hands-down champion on angel collectors is Joyce Berg, 62, whose home is in Beloit, Wisconsin, is stuffed with 10,455 different angel artifacts. They give you a good feeling, she says, as she greets her tourists dressed in wings, halo, and a heavenly silver angel dress. The Harvard Divinity School has one full course now on angels, and Boston College has added two courses in its curriculum. There are prayer groups where people can join together praying for their angels. They call these groups phalangeli, which is a Greek word which means friends of angels. These are just a few of the indications that we are living in the day of angel mania. People are going crazy over angels. Well, I want to tell you that the Bible has a lot to say about angels. In fact, did you know that in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the word angels appears 108 times, in the New Testament, 165 times. And of the 66 books in the Bible, 34 of those books have something to say about angels For instance, in the Bible, an angel cooked meals for a prophet, and the Israelites ate angel food. A donkey saw an angel, and a prophet acted like a donkey and almost got killed by an angel. Do you remember that? (laughs) Angels fought battles for men. A man wrestled all night with an angel. An angel saved one man from sacrificing his son, and angels were present when that man's true son of promise was to be sacrificed. An angel was involved in a jailbreak. And the man who escaped was mistaken for an angel. Do you remember that story? Let me tell you how many angels the Bible says there really are. Turn in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 5. And I want to give you some idea of why this is so important. If there are this many angels, we ought to know something about them. When Billy Graham wrote his now famous book on angels, when he began to write the book, he said that he tried to find some sermons on angels. This was back in the mid-80s, and he couldn't find any. And he said there was hardly any research done by Christian writers in the contemporary realm about angels. It was all secular writing about angels with no truth from the word of God. Well, Revelation 5, verse 11 tells us how many angels there are. Listen to the words of John as he viewed the situation in heaven. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne The living creatures and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Now, I'm not real good at math and it's not my subject, but I want you to know that 10,000 times 10,000, according to what I have been able to understand, is 100 million angels. Do you know how much 100 million is? The average football stadium in America holds 50,000 people in order to house a hundred million angels you'd need two thousand stadiums to get all the angels in that's a lot of angels my friends and the bible tells us that these millions of angels are involved in our world they weren't just involved in the bible world these angels are involved in our world in fact here is one of the key texts on angels today it's hebrews chapter one and verse fourteen I'm gonna ask you to find some scriptures, if you will, because I think they'll be helpful to you and you'll be able to mark them and go back to them later. Here is a key text on angels, Hebrews 1:14. And this is what it says. In verse 13, we discover that the subject is angels, but to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstools? Now watch this, are not they all, all these angels, are not they all ministering spirits Sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. The Bible says that angels, these myriads upon myriads of angels are sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation. Who is that? That's all of us. If we have known Christ as our Savior. And the word minister is a word which has to do with rendering service. God has created angels to render service in various capacities. Now I want you just to listen with me to some of the things that angels do, according to the Bible. Now this is not according to modern folklore, this is according to the Bible. Number one, angels protect us. Psalm 91, 11 and 12 says this, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. And you remember that's the verse that Satan misquoted When Jesus was under temptation in the wilderness, Matthew 4. Angels protect us. Angels guide us. In the book of Genesis, we have the story of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And do you remember how Abraham pled for Lot and his family? And when Abraham prayed to God, God dispatched some angels to get Lot and his family out of Sodom. Sodom. And in Genesis chapter 19, verses 15 and following, we read these words. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth, and set him without the city." And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that the angel said, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Who did that? An angel did that. God sent his angel to guide Lot and his family out of Sodom so they wouldn't be destroyed. Angels protect us and they guide us and they encourage us. I've always loved this story of God's calling of Gideon into service. Now Gideon is gone down in history as one of the great champions of the faith. And he was a great warrior. But he wasn't a great warrior when God found him. You remember what Gideon was doing? He was hiding. He was afraid of the Philistines. And he was cowardly. He was trying not to be seen. And in his hiding from God, God dispatched an angel to him. And the words are recorded for us in Judges 6, 12. And this is what the angel said. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Every time I read that, I laugh. Here the guy is all couched down, you know, hiding, so nobody would see him. And the angel comes up to him and says, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And I think Gideon looked around to see if there was somebody else there, because he couldn't imagine that was him. And then when I read that, I realize how wonderful it is to believe that God sees us ...as what we can become in him, not what we really are. And the angel came to encourage Gideon. The angels not only protect us and guide us and encourage us, but they deliver us. Do you remember the story of the apostle Peter? He was in prison, and he was in serious trouble because James had already been killed... ...and they were going after the leaders of the church one by one to pick them off to destroy Christianity. And one night, while Peter was in prison, God sent an angel to help him. Acts 12 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon Peter and a light shone in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off of his hands and he walked out of prison a free man. And the Bible says when he was out in the street, the angel departed. Then he got to the prison and he knocked on the door. And you remember the story? They'd been praying for him all night. Oh, God, save Peter. Don't let him be killed. And the answer to their prayer knocks at the door. And they didn't let him in. And he kept knocking. And finally, they opened the door a little crack and saw him and ran back in and said, It's his angel. God sent an angel to deliver Peter. And I love Psalm 34, 7, which says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Angels deliver us. And angels enlighten us. The Bible tells us in Matthew two nineteen and 20, that the angels came to Joseph and Mary and listened to the words. And when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead, which sought the young child's life. So God sent an angel to tell Joseph and Mary that it was all right to go back home because the people that were trying to kill all the babies were dead and it, now it was safe to go back. And finally, angels empower us. Luke 22:43, 43, reference to our Lord says, and there appeared an angel unto Jesus from heaven, strengthening him. Those are just a few things that I wanted to just put out in front. What do angels do today? They are all ministering spirits sent forth by God to minister to those who are the heirs of salvation. And how do they minister to us? They protect us and they guide us and they encourage us and they deliver us and they enlighten us and they empower us. That's what angels do. You say, well, Pastor Jeremiah, do you think that angels really still do that? I don't find any place in the Bible where it says they're going to stop. This is God's program for the angels. In fact, I could make a strong case That as we move toward the end of the age, as demonic activity increases, we should also expect to see angelic activity increase. It's wonderful to review what angels can and will do in our lives today. But I need to remind you that the standard is the word of God. Much that is going on in the name of angels in our world is not biblical And we need to be very concerned that we don't get caught up in the web of the angel mania of our day. So I want to begin this series by giving you some very crystal clear principles from the word of God that will kind of be our grid through which we see everything. We need to judge everything by these principles. These are so clear in God's word. And if we stay on target with these principles, and I want you to write them down, every time somebody comes and says, let me tell you what an angel did, or let me tell you about this angel, you can get these principles out and see whether or not they fit the story. And if they don't, then the angel isn't the angel of God. Isn't it interesting that today people want the Bible to conform to their stories? (laughs) Uh, And it's exactly the opposite way around. Your story has to conform to the Bible. So check it out and make sure you're talking about the real thing. So I already told you that you can get a copy of the book, Angels, uh, during the month of July. I hope you will do that. Simply send your gift to help us in the outreach of Turning Point around the world on the radio. And uh, everything you send will go to to that cause to get the Word of God into the hearts of people everywhere. And we'll send you the book. No matter how large or small your gift, do your very best, and when you do, ask for the book, and we'll send it to you. You can also get the study guide and the CDs from davidjeremiah.org. There you will find out how to order them for yourself and have them sent to your home. Friends, um, I have just a couple of minutes, and I want to remind you that we're going to resume our fall rallies this fall, and I want to just give you some dates and some places, and I'll give you more information later. We're going to be in Tampa, Florida on October the 5th. We're going to be in Jacksonville, Florida on October the 7th. We're going to be in Houston, Texas on October the 26th. And in Fort Worth, Texas on October the 28th. Florida and Texas this fall. And uh, we want you to know that we're going to be there. If you live in those areas, you'll be able to order tickets on the 12th of July. That's when the tickets become available. As you know, uh, our tickets are free, but you have to have a ticket to attend. So um, kind of put a little star on the 12th of uh, July and be one of the first to order tickets to your place. I'll give you the venues where we're going to be when we have more time on a different broadcast. Right now, it's time for us to say goodbye. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow for part two of Angel Mania
1: and the Bible. For more information on Dr. Jeremiah's current teaching series, Angels, Please visit our website, where you'll also find two free ways to help you stay connected, our monthly magazine, Turning Points, and our daily email devotional. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. Or call us at 800-946-4300. When you do, ask for your copy of David's book, Angels, Who They Are and How They Help, What the Bible Reveals. It will help you separate fact from fiction about angels and it's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also download the free Turning Point mobile app for your favorite smart devices or search in your app store for the keywords Turning Point Ministries to instantly access our content. Get all the details when you visit our website at davidjeremiah.org radio. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue the series Angels here on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. Have you ever wondered what your legacy will be? The Jeremiah Legacy Society from Turning Point was created for friends of the ministry who feel called to partner with Dr. David Jeremiah to deliver the unchanging Word of God to future generations. We can ensure that the impact we have reaches beyond our days here on earth. Visit our website at davidjeremiahgift.org to learn more about how you can be a part of the Jeremiah Legacy Society. Take the young ones in your life on an unforgettable journey that will get them excited about the Word of God with Airship Genesis Legendary Bible Adventures from Turning Point. Tune in to our monthly audio adventures and join the Genesis Exploration Squad as they travel back in time to experience the stories of the Bible firsthand and discover life-changing lessons. Also available is the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible packed with the biblical content specifically written for kids from trusted Bible teacher, Dr. David Jeremiah. You can also download our Airship Genesis mobile game on your favorite smart device and play as your favorite characters in this puzzle adventure game as the squad experiences the life of Jesus firsthand. Just go to your app store and type the keywords Airship Genesis. For more details or to order a copy of the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible, visit our website at airshipgenesis.com Bible. That's airshipgenesis.com slash Bible. If you've enjoyed today's program with Dr. David Jeremiah, you might be interested in hearing it again at your convenience. Stay connected to Turning Point by visiting our website at davidjeremiah.ca or by downloading our free Canadian mobile app. The app can be found by searching for Turning Point Canada on your smart device app store. Create an account and order digital resources from today's program with easy one-click checkout at davidjeremiah.ca.